Once we made the decision uh, between Pat and I that it was going to be Larry and Jeff, we weren't thinking of it in those terms that Pat was an addition to my trio. The way I, I really look at this is that because Pat's musical presence is so strong, he's going to sort of tear out this new territory uh, and create a new whole entity, uh, and we're all going to change the way we play. Uh, we'll certainly have a, a way of interacting together, but I think because of the way Pat plays and also because of the music that we've written specifically for this project, I'm already thinking of this as a quartet of really four people together and not as a trio plus Pat. I guess that uh, the, the emotions come out of the music that I play. Uh, the emotions are more of a reaction. So they're sort of generated from the music. If I was asked, do I approach my music from an emotional perspective or from a more musical perspective, it would be I approach it at the outset from a more musical perspective, dealing with the information that's there. And then the emotions are generated from that. And uh, I guess the, the cool exciting thing about that is that it's not always clear what emotional content uh, will, will come out of the music at any given moment, especially because it's improvised. And then when you put in another player there, like someone like Pat and um, and his whole musical output, and then when you put four people in one room, when you have a quartet, there's a lot of potential for uh, a lot of different ways that it can go emotionally and, and, and a lot of uh, mixtures. To me, that's one of the, the exciting things about, about jazz is, is you're not setting out ahead of time to convey a specific emotional sentiment. And all also, I think with any music, that different people will also have different emotional reactions to the same piece. For the quartet tunes, they were maybe a little more fixed in terms of the idea we had before the first time we ever tried them, but they were also like uh, a lot of the ones from the, from the first record that were mostly duet, in the sense that we weren't always sure, Pat and I, who was going to play the melody when. And a lot of times it became a thing where uh, Pat wrote something, he began playing the melody, and then he said, well, why don't you try, to try playing the melody this first time? Um, and a lot of that depended on, uh, particularly with Pat, uh, one, one, one of the things I love about it, his guitar playing is that he has the ability to generate so many textures as an accompanying harmonic instrument. Whereas when you think of most jazz guitar, you think of a chordal thing called comping, you know, where you're accompanying someone with chords that are played, you know, with three or four notes at the same time. Pat has this great thing that's so connected uh, with the guitar uh, to strum and arpeggiate those chords. That's one way that he's influenced me as a musician, because it's certainly uh, something that, that I've tried to do in my own writing, uh, and you can hear it on a lot of the records I've done, of trying to get away from this approach of playing a melody in the right hand on the piano and playing a chord in the left hand. I've tried to mix it up a little more and arpeggiate the harmony under the melody and, and make it more of a fluid thing. And, and uh, you know, one of the role models for there is certainly Pat and the way he does that on guitar. A lot of times what I'm doing, uh, um, also when I try to think of um, some of the pop tunes that I play that are more um, contemporary, that are coming from more guitar-based texture initially, is thinking about sort of trying to put a guitar apart on the piano and what that would sound like. Um, so I think on this record you get a lot of nice admix between the, the roles that we're playing.
I found it very gratifying to just play a single note melody uh, without the need to do anything more than really play one note at a time um, because Pat was filling up the musical environment so it was so rich already uh, which is a special thing because that hasn't happened to me too often uh, I really felt no obligation um, other than to play uh, one note at a time and you can really hear that on the sound of water one of Pat's songs I'm definitely looking forward to um, to touring uh, with with Pat and Larry and Jeff because it puts me in a different position than I've usually been in for the last several years of uh, of most of the time being a leader. Um, and although I, I like to think that uh, with with my trio, it's a pretty democratic affair. At the end of the day, there is the fact that that I'm a leader and I'm making the musical decisions at any given moment about what we're going to play and. Um, a lot of times I'm sort of in the center of the music. I, I think that some of that will be a nice alleviating feeling to not be completely in the center of it. And then uh, I think it'll be exciting to, to figure out um, how Pat and I uh, negotiate being co-leaders, I guess you could say. And, you know, you, you notice that a lot of what I'm saying is in the is in the future tense because so much of what we did, we, we did this record, and then uh, those kind of things about who takes charge, who takes the initiative in any given moment, those are the kind of things um, that really change from night to night at any given moment within a tour. Those roles hopefully don't become so fixed and defined right away, at least. I'm Brad Meldow, and I'm on piano. Hi, this is Larry Grenadier. I felt that my role uh, as the bass player on this record was to kind of make everybody feel comfortable and lay down a, a strong foundation for everybody else to play on top of, but to also um, keep my personality strong and, and share my voice with the three other voices that were there. I find many things very special about Brad's playing. Um, after playing with him for over 10 years, we have such a strong connection. I know where he is. I have a sense of where he's going to, and uh, I'm able to, to easily mesh my sound with his sound. He's got such a beautiful touch on the piano. He has an extremely unique compositional voice, which is definitely evident on this record, but on all of his recordings. But you know, most of all, it's just that we, uh, we've we been playing so much, we've had the luck to play so many gigs together that uh, I've played with Brad more than I've played with anybody else. And um, there's that instant hookup. For me, the playing with Pat is very special because it, I, I grew up listening to his playing, and it's such a, a big part of you know my musical journey as a as a as a kid. That to play with him, I'm hearing that sound that I that I used to listen to so much, and you know he's got that type of musical fingerprint that you you hear him play one phrase and you know automatically it's Pat Metheny. So I, lo I love playing with people who have that strong of a personality. You know, but it, it's strong, but he's also it's willing to go where the music wants to go, you know. So uh, I feel like with Brad and Pat, the music can, 
can change every night. Like Brad, uh, I've had a long, very long relationship with Jeff Ballard, playing with him since we were both teenagers in California. Playing with him on this record was a great experience because we already have such a natural hookup. Uh, I feel like once we just sit down to start playing, we can start at a place that's already at, on a high level and just move on from there. So we can kind of get moving right along. And Jeff's playing on this record, I think, is very unique because he's able to play in so many different styles while maintaining his own personality, no matter what, what's going on. And I think that's really unique amongst musicians today. What was really memorable about recording was playing all this new music that Pat and Brad had brought you know, specifically to this session and how much it seemed to fit the personalities of the four of us right away. So I, I felt very much that they had us in mind writing this music and that it became what it, what it was right away. But what I really look forward to is how it, all this music is going to develop while we tour and get to stretch out and really get to play live together night after night. thing I remember about this uh, recording session was actually how easy it was and with Brad and with Larry I have a rapport since I've been playing with the band for a couple of years now as a quartet there was that same kind of comfortable familiar feeling we just slipped right into it and started playing music it was easy Larry to me is is like a brother so everything he does feels correct energizes the music brings either invention or answers a question that's the, that is inside the music or just provides a, a route that the music is asking for as well or is, or is needed that's a part of the music. He's, he's a consummate bass player, consummate musician. It's not that he has something that, that is so stand out as a, a singular thing. It's more of this, this complete picture, intonation his sense of time, his taste of when to play and when not to play. But I guess the biggest thing that, that is all him is his sound. He owns the, that sound. He's got an amazing, beautiful, big, sudden sound. It's just, it's great. What makes Brad such a special musician to me is his incorporating awareness of the music. For instance, everything I play is reacted to or dealt with and thrown right back out into the music. Anything that Larry is dealing with, Brad is hearing that and incorporating that in some sense. It could be on, on any of the three, melodically, uh, harmonically, or rhythmically speaking, any of those three elements. He's always responding and ultra-present in those responses. I guess maybe the extra special thing is the level of that. The thing that struck me about Pat was is this energy that he has. His, uh, bottomless reserve of energy you know it's uh, I walked into the recording session on the first day and and he was just writing out a new tune that morning that he had started I think that morning and that was maybe tune 24 or something of for that session you know so 
I can see that he has this reserve of energy and it's, 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 uh, it's enormous and it's a great energy, you know, it's not a, it's not a type of an energy of an overwhelming energy, it's a, it's, it's, it's a giving energy. Hi, this is Jeff Ballard. I'm playing drums in the quartet. Matheny on guitar. Because I was such a fan of not only Brad, but the trio and Brad's trio conception, going into it, you know, there was the question, even in my mind, well, what's it going to be like to insert another voice into this really complete unit? You know, I've been in that situation a few other times in my life where I was getting to play in an environment that was one of my favorite already standing environments. One was joining Gary Burton's band. Uh, when I first did, it was it had always been the Gary Burton Quartet, and he heard, you know, something in the way I was playing and wanted to keep his band intact but to add me. So it was like suddenly the Gary Burton Quintet with two guitars instead of one guitar, which sort of involved, you know, making up a new part to this thing that I already loved just as it was. Another situation like that, I would say, was the playing with Ornette Coleman and Charlie Hayden, where they sort of already had this incredible way of playing together, and yet at the same time, there was the opportunity to find sort of a third part in that. This feels a little bit like that to me, in the sense that, you know, I have that sound of that trio in my mind so deeply as a fan of it, but at the same time, every time I've ever heard them play, in a way, and this would have been true with Gary and Ornette too, I was always kind of playing along with it in my mind. It's not like suddenly I'm faced with this blank piece of paper that I've never even considered. It, it, the truth is, it's sort of been, you know, at least in my own imagination, uh, I've been involved in trying to fill that piece of paper in for a while. Well, I think each time you play, you're trying to connect some aspect of who you are, all the experiences that you've had, everything that makes you the musician that you are in terms of your skills and your accumulated knowledge to that point. Somehow, with that moment in time and the particular people that you're playing with. And it's a very interesting sort of triangular dance that happens between those different inputs. And the result sometimes is surprising. You can be feeling like you're in a very emotional state and very uh, expressive and for whatever reason not be able to get to the the actual musical moment that you hope to uh, offer to that, you know, group of players that you're playing with for a, a huge variety of reasons. But one thing that does happen to me regularly is if you're around experienced players who are pretty evolved in their own uh, ways, and I would certainly characterize 
Brad and Larry and Jeff as that, not only individually, but as a group, there's a certain kind of, it's almost like a diving board spring mechanism that kind of helps launch you off into that golden territory. I know that for me, throughout the session, I experienced that in incredibly large doses. Um, There's a way that those guys have of connecting with each other that for me was, as a fan of them, just to actually be sitting in the middle of that was really quite something to experience. That's all over the record. Actual playing together, I mean, you know, for for as much as I can theorize about it, there's another reality that kind of kicks in the moment somebody goes one, two, one, two, three, four, and you're playing together, which was as comfortable and inspiring and almost effortless as I could imagine it being to play with a band that I hadn't really played with before, that would be what this was. I mean, kind of right away. I mean, within within just a few minutes, we had a, a way of playing together psyched out. I think the big explanation for that would be quite simple, which is I think all of us are musicians who are interested in listening as a sort of primary entry point into music. That, you know, is shared with years of sort of on-the-ground playing in general. And in particular, Larry and I have played together a lot in a trio with Bill Stewart. Um, Of course, Larry and Brad have played together for many, many years now. I hadn't played with Jeff, but Jeff would be in that very small group of musicians who I think could play with just about anybody. I mean, there are sort of a handful of guys who, who on the drums have this sort of X factor going on of of being stylistically open to a degree that they've also learned the fundamental ways of playing in a style that is not necessarily linked to a a particular genre. It's kind of an open-ended sense of music on the drums, and, and Jeff is one of the few people who personifies that. So from a very macro level and a very micro level, we had lots of things going for us before we played together, which I think is part of why the project made sense on paper from the very beginning. And it turned out in reality it was even better than we imagined it might be. When we recorded the track called A Night Away, it was one of those moments where while you're recording, you know that something is going on that you're going to be really proud of for a long, long time. I mean, it just had a, kind of an instant thing with with Jeff. I don't even know exactly what he was doing over there. It was like some kind of tambourine with his foot or something really cool. And, and Larry was completely dealing with 
you know, the, the nature of this bass line and sort of taking it into another place all of his own. And then Brad played this unbelievable solo. And, and also that was a, a tune that compositionally Brad and I had worked on together, which was really fun. I mean, he took this idea to a whole other place that I never would have thought of. And, you know, it was a great result. And somehow that track sort of sums it all up, too. Not only the 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 recording itself but also the potential of what we could do together it's it's the kind of thing where i think everybody sounds very comfortable and very much who they are as players and when you have a an opportunity to to kind of be yourself and also explore the way that track seems to set up that's like a perfect thing and also it kind of nails what the sound of our thing together is you can really hear each guy's personality in there and that's the track that for me, if I have to just pick one, that's the one I'm going to listen to. Well, at the time we're making this podcast, it's before the tour. I have no idea, actually, what the tour is going to be like, which is, um, you know, very unusual for me and and uh, very exciting, too. I mean, it's new territory that's quite unlike anything that I've ever done before. Um, and I think all of us are excited about it and going into it with, you know, an open mind of what it might become. And my general sense is that we have the beginnings of... A book here. I mean, you know, the the tunes that we've recorded for the record, uh, many of them I think will translate very well live. And they're also the kinds of tunes that you're going to be able to keep pushing and exploring with over the course of, of multiple performances. Just based on the conversations and stuff that we've all already had together, I know we're going to be having a great time over the course of the tour, and uh, I can't wait. I'm really, really excited about it. 